This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. William turned away from Harkos. He didn't know if it was the last time that he would see his new friend or not, but either way, he had a job to do. People needed out of the city. His main barracks was nearby. He ran up the stairs as he heard a gust of wind from above. He looked up as Harkos and his Alacocra friend Avalon flew overhead. He watched them grow distant. In just a few days, that man and his friends have done more for this city than he had in his entire career. William had taken the guard's oath at the age of 16. He was the youngest son of a wealthy family. His parents loved each other deeply, that much was obvious from their interactions with each other, but it was far more obvious from the number of children that they had. William was the youngest of 13. He knew early on that his family was wealthy, but not enough so that they could split the estate into that many parts. Not that he held it against them, his parents were good people. They gave a lot back to the city, between money and the trade that they brought in. They may not have been as business savvy as the elven merchant princes, but they held their own with silks and fine fabrics from the eastern fragments. William shook himself out of his own mind and continued his rush up the stairs and through the doors. He shouted into the empty halls and quickly his guards gathered to him. He looked them over. He knew most of them fairly well, but others were newer recruits. Take off the arms and armor. You won't need them, but you will need stamina. This city is about to be the epicenter of disaster, my friends. I won't go into too many specifics because chances are you won't believe me, but trust me, we are in danger. Others are out there making sure as many of our city's people are evacuated as possible, and it's time for us to get out there too. Keep your cloaks on so people know you're official and not a bunch of lunatics. He separated out the assembly into four groups and sent them to the cardinal entrances of the city. They were to knock on every door along the way and tell them that this is a mandatory evacuation, and then once they hit the edge of the city, reinforce the entrances so the flow would go out evenly. His guards ran off to follow his orders. He ran off too. He would round up stragglers and help out wherever he could along the way. He had other guard posts spread around the city and would use them to cover the rest. He ran to the northeast, 
The training post was there, and anyone who was off-duty and bored would probably be in its halls, if they hadn't heard the word yet at least. Another ten guards were there. He gave orders and sent them out. South now. Only five. Maybe they would still make a difference. Orders. Move on. Orders. Move on. Orders. Move on. He watched the skies again and saw the Brava fly overhead. He looked around and not much was happening. Why weren't people listening? At least they're trying. It's not their fault if people aren't listening. uh, Still. He ran to the next guard station and the next. One or two guards at a time, he would save his people. He ran again, a a family trying to move their whole house worth of possessions. Uh, He chastised them and told them to run. They didn't have time to waste with possessions. Their lives were more important. He rushed the family off with a pair of guards that he had just rounded up from a post. Time wore on. He didn't know how long. More families, more guards staying at their posts unnecessarily. It was all a blur. An earthquake struck as he crossed between two houses. He heard the snap of timbers as the house on the right's roof collapsed and the house crumbled to its foundation. He stared at the wreckage blankly. Was anyone in there? He didn't hear anything, so he moved on. He said a silent prayer to Helm, hoping he could protect anyone in that house if they were there. He stopped in the street. He felt cold water rushing by his feet. He looked down and saw icy water flowing towards the drainage gate. He felt a cold drop on the back of his neck and looked up. He watched the final lance of golden light retreat behind the horizon as an icy snowflake dropped onto the tip of his halberd. A cold wind rolled through the city streets, and he felt the water's flow cease and begin to solidify around his feet. That was impossible. It couldn't happen that fast. He broke his boots free of the icy paving stones and rushed along the slick streets. It was too late now. He had to get himself out. Something was coming. Another earthquake struck, stronger than the previous ones. Several homes around him came down almost at once. He shifted himself again to run, but he heard a scream. He turned and looked at a half-collapsed hovel. Instinct took over, and he plowed his armored frame through the door, It splintered and shattered apart as he looked into the ruined home. He heard a whimper from further in. He sprinted through the home to find the source of the cries. In the family room, he found two children huddled around a man and woman on the floor. Fallen debris of the collapsing home lay on top of them. William knew they were dead. There was nothing that he could do. He grabbed the kids and turned to escape the house. Maybe he could save them at least. A ceiling beam crashed to the floor between him and the door. Panicked, he looked around for a way out as he heard a snap from above. William never had children. He never even married. Not that he wasn't interested, it just wasn't part of the life that he chose. He was committed to the people of Aetherport. Their safety and well-being was more important than any of his relationships. The king was a pseudo-son, his guards, his brothers and sisters, the city, his partner. He was happy with that. He turned his body to cover the two little ones. He was happy that his life meant something to these people that he had saved. The children screamed as their home came down around them. He was happy that there were people ready and willing to do what he was giving his life now to do. He tasted blood in his mouth, and pain shot through his body. It's okay, kids. I've got you. I'll keep you safe. He whispered, trying to pull his face into a sweet smile for them. The kids looked up at him, tears streaming down their faces. 
someone will be along to get us out. We're going to be just fine. He couldn't get the last word out. He felt an immense weight on his back as more of the building came down around him. Somehow his body held it enough to protect these children. A bright light flooded his vision. A figure wreathed in flame stood in front of him. You have done well, William Stillbright. You have honored your people. Your prayers may not have gone to me, but I heard them nonetheless. I gift you a place in my afterbelt. Enter and be known as the hero that you are. William's vision turned to darkness. His body would protect these children, his children. Another earthquake struck and William heard a great roar cut through the darkness. The figure turned back to him. Don't worry, your fight is done. You do not need to hold on. There are others now to carry the flame. William smiled to himself. He knows that this is true. There are others to fight the fight now. He walked past the figure of flame and through the gate into forever. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.